right, everybody. We are here with another episode of, of the Urban Wire brought to you by the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Now, I know it's been a while. I believe this is like the first broadcast of the year, but I know we are back because there is so much going on in the world. And I just want to pretty much jump on here and give my two cents of what's been going on. we got a lot coming up as far as the Urban Wire Media Network is concerned. Um, we're going to jump right to the lines today. Online, we have Miss C. Johnson, and um, we're going to bring her on in. Um, how are you doing, Miss C. Johnson? I'm doing pretty good. Cannot complain. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm blessed. So how's your year been going so far? I know this is like May, but I think this is, yeah, this is like the first broadcast we've done all year. complaints about the year everything has just been going great just been really busy with work and some other events that's been going on so i've been having a fairly good year so far that's good well i tell you we got a lot going on in the news we got a lot going on in the world of entertainment and we just here to spill some tea today uh i just wanted to um, go through what we're going to talk about tonight um First of all, we're going to talk about Wendy Williams. As you guys know, she's been going through a lot this year with the soon-to-be divorce. Well, yeah, she's soon-to-be divorcing her husband, Kevin Hunter. So we're going to talk about that. And also, we just had um, heard um, through the media that Steve Harvey is losing both of his shows. And um, I'm going to tie that in with Monique and their exchange that they had back in February on his show. And we're going to talk about is karma real? And also I'm going to tie Wendy Williams into it too, because she had a lot to say about uh, Monique and Sydney's relationship. And now that she's going through what she's going through now, you know, the shoes on her foot. So, you know, it's, it, we're going to talk about karma. Do you believe in karma? And do you think that she's going through what she's going through because of the, energy that she put out there pertaining to other people. Also, we're going to talk about the Baytown, Texas killing, that tragic killing where um, 45, the 45-year-old woman that was uh, shot in cold blood, she was uh, murdered by the police officer, and he shot her five times. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to tie that into police brutality. Also, I'm going to, um, we're going to talk about empire and star. They will be um, not, they're not returning. Well, after the, the next season, they won't be returning. Um, we're going to talk about Tiffany Haddish and how she went to that Met Gala, how she was tap dancing and cooning for those people. So we're going to talk about that. Um, Kay Michelle and the cussing pastor also got into it as well. So we're going to talk about that briefly. And if we have time, we're going to talk about the 2020 election and how black folks, how we need to get involved and how we need to make sure that we're voting for candidates that have our best interest in heart. And that's a couple of other things that we're going to talk about if we have time. But those are the main topics that I wanted to touch on today. Um, I guess we can jump right in and talk about the entire Wendy Williams situation. So what I'm going to do is jump to a clip really quick and um, so we can get some insight from this. 
This clip is coming from enews.com. And once we hear this clip, we'll come back with the rest of our commentary. It's been a crazy few months, but she seems to be doing a lot better than ever. Yeah, so true. She's settling into her new life as a single woman. She recently had fans wondering if a new man was in the picture. But you know what? She is setting the record straight. I date pretty often. Don't let no man punk you. But no, never that. I am rediscovering my love of men. Wendy Williams is showing and telling us she's doing just fine playing the field I a good time, girl. while enjoying her new life. Everyone's really happy for you. I'm happy for me too. Today on her show, Wendy basically said, Kevin Hunter who? I am um, working on my divorce pleasantly right now. As for her ex's alleged mistress, recently Wendy didn't hold back about what she thinks of other women. There's a hot place in hell for you. Then you went to rehab. Since the 54-year-old star moved out of her sober living house, she settled into the single life. Wendy was He was photographed with a mystery man, but this morning she identified the dude. On Saturday night, I was at the Fierce Bowl sitting next to a handsome man who looks a lot like my type. Webb is part of the security detail. I go out a lot because I am a good time girl. I like to have fun. I'm right now a young and pretty New York City girl. I have the ultimate bachelorette pad high atop everything. I have a really, really good view, and I'm really, really reclaiming my life. I don't have a boyfriend, but I date pretty often. But I, but Webb has been to my bachelorette pad. Marco has been to my bachelorette pad. Booth has been to my bachelorette pad. And the parade of men will continue. She's out there. You got to do that. You got to do it. It's a good way Playing to do the it. Field. That's right. So Wendy has been having fun, as you can hear, but she's also spending a lot of time with her son. She says he's home from college right now on break and that he's also seeing his dad, Wendy's estranged. Okay, that's enough of that. Now, here's my thing about Wendy Williams. And, you know, we've talked about Wendy Williams on the show. You know, this ain't the first time we've brought her up. But here's my thing about Wendy Williams. For so long, Wendy Williams has sat on that show, has sat on her platform, and she has sprayed everybody, and she has exposed everybody's business. But now that she's going through what she's going through, she's been forced to pretty much talk about what's been going on because the tabloids have gotten a hold of her situation. And she even talked about Monique and Sydney's situation and their open relationship or the dynamics of their relationship and what she's going through. But now the shoes on her foot, she didn't want to talk about her situation at first. And it's so easy to go in on people. It's so easy to talk about other people's situation. But when you're going through something, you want people to have some type of mercy and some type of sympathy or empathy for you. And I just kind of feel that, I, you know, like I said, I believe Wendy, she she's a good person, but I think that, and she has a lot of good advice that she can offer to people, but I'm hoping this situation kind of wakes her up and kind of humbles her as it relates to reporting on other people's business, because it's so easy to talk about other people and, and go in on them and gossip and sip tea. But now, you know, it, it's, 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 it's really... Uh, something to see her having to go through this. 
So my question to you, C, do you think this is karma, and what do you feel about the situation? Well, I really do think that it is karma, because, of course, we know, you know what the saying says, what goes around comes around. And the thing is, is that she um, has portrayed to be this type of person that is infallible, thinking that, okay, there's nothing that happened to me because, hey, I am Wendy Williams. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, as it has been mentioned just a few minutes ago, that her entire... Um, like what she actually does is get from there and she exposes people. She talks about people and she wants to dirty people's names up. But um, but I believe that what she's putting out there is just coming right on back back around to her. And you have to be careful when your objective is to get on national TV to expose and to embarrass people because you never know when something like this is going to come right on back around and you're at the tail end. So, uh, you know, so I do really believe that she's getting what she has dished out for all of these years. Yes, and I and I do agree with that. You know, I think now we're in we're living in times like I mean, uh, that you can't really hide from the truth. You can't hide from the reality. Um, you know, we're living in a time where you know people can can get the tea on you. You know, information is nothing to get. Like it's it's at the click click of a finger. You know, so you can't really be out here hiding and doing things and then thinking ain't nobody gonna talk about you. But yet you could put everybody else's business out there. So I think it's really important for people, especially that's going to be in, especially people that are in that tabloid type of journalism or they're into that blogging where they're into exposing people. You better make sure your background is squeaky, squeaky clean because you don't want the same thing to be happening to you because it's easy to judge somebody about their situation. But when the same thing happens to you, what are you going to do? So I think that's that's the that's the takeaway that we can um get from this situation. You know, we gotta kind of show more compassion towards people. You know, there's nothing wrong with roasting. Like I always say, like I've been saying in our videos, like you know, because we've been doing more videos now on YouTube, which I'm I want to throw a plug in here. Everybody who's not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to our YouTube channel at um ww.youtube.com slash UCOFW. But what I've been saying in these videos is um, you, you know, we, we got to have more compassion towards each other because there's nothing wrong with roasting and gagging and having a good time. But we got to use our platforms for uh, more positive out here. And I think that Wendy Williams with a platform that she has, she needs to be using her platform for something more positive. She needs to be talking about a lot of issues that impact the people of uh um, people of color, uh, particularly African-Americans. You know, she has a large African-American audi- audience. And not only that, she has a wide array of people as far as demographics. So she could be uh, um, raising these issues to a larger audience, but she chooses not to. So that's my only issue with uh, with Wendy Williams. So that ties into what I want to talk about next with Steve Harvey. Now, did you hear that Steve Harvey is, uh, his show was being canceled? Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. Yes, I briefly heard about that. 
Yes, and I guess his show is going to be replaced by Kelly Clarkston. And uh, the network has been throwing him all kind of shade because he's losing his other show too. I don't have the name of that off the top of my head, but he's losing all of his, all of his shows. And, um, you know, it was kind of ironic that that interview that he had with Monique back in February, he was telling her, uh-huh. um, you need to pretty much, uh, you, you're black, you have to take what they give you and you need to kiss the network's uh-huh. ass. That's what. That's pretty much what he told her in a nutshell. And uh-huh. all this tap dancing that he's been doing and all this shucking and jiving that he, he's been doing and, and all this stuff that he's been telling her that, that integrity doesn't mean anything, he literally said that to her. Now it's kind of funny, a couple months later, you've lost both of your shows and you're sitting up here with egg on your face. So my thing is, you want to go in on Monique. Here's another person that wanted to criticize her because she wanted to speak out against um, injustices in the in the movie industry as it relates to women of color and people of color. And he told her that... Um, she should bow down and kiss pretty much Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry's behind and Oprah's behind. So now all this tap dancing that he's been doing and sucking up is pretty much gotten him nowhere. And he's gotten a boot to a non-seasoned like uh, commentator. Like Kelly Clarkson is a singer. She doesn't know anything about doing commentary or anything like that. But you did all this tap dancing you did all this shade, throwing all this shade at her and trying to clown her and embarrass her on your show, and now look where it's gotten you. So I need you to kind of tell me what do you feel about, first of all, how do you feel about Steve Harvey, and how do you feel about the whole situation with him losing his show and how he told Monique how she should kiss uh, Hollywood to behind just to get ahead? You know, and I will say this, you know, I will give credit where credit is due. He is a very talented person, but at the end of the day, you have to be very careful about the things that you say and the things that you do. Um, You know, he is trying to give advice to someone else when behind scenes and low-key, he is struggling himself. And, of course, that's something he would never disclose because he has entirely too much pride with that. But at the same time, to want to sell yourself out and to encourage someone else to sell themselves out is awful, you know? And it's, um, and any person has the right to, you know, want to fight for what is right and the things that they've worked for, but to encourage someone to sell themselves short is crazy. So now he is in that situation to where he's not only losing one show, but he's losing two. So basically, this is just a case of having to eat your own words and find out what you're going to do next. You know, and, and that's just something that you are to never, ever do. Because you never know when something like that is going to happen to you or if, you know, the shoe is going to be placed in your foot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel that Steve Harvey, you know, with him being the seasoned uh, performer and comedian and, and, and commentator and and host, I think he could have gave he, he could have given Monique better advice. That's just how I feel about the situation. You know, uh-huh. instead of telling her that she needs to pretty much uh, she she pretty much needs to bow down and she needs to 
and I'm just gonna say it, kiss white folks behind. I just kind of feel that 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 is something that you that you you don't tell somebody to do. And and and, right. and especially with the times we're living in, we definitely have to fight. We have to fight politically, we have to fight socially, social economically, we have to fight on all fronts and ends because right now we're at a pivotal time in history to where we we gonna either sink or swim. That's just that's just where it is right now. And I just feel that someone of his caliber telling someone that they need to kind of fall back and and, and, and play the game, I just think that's just wrong. That's just that's just really disappointing right. for me. Right. And I want to say one thing, too, on that, too, before you move on. Um, you know, when you are an African-American person that is really striving hard to lift yourself up, whether it's in the music industry or comedy, whatever the case may be, as you stated, you know, we actually have to work twice as hard because, you know, White America does not want to see us succeed. They just don't. So the thing is, is that, you know, we have to always be on top of everything that we do. And, you know, any little mistake that is made, any little thing that is said that and, and you come out of character, they're going to be keeping that up and they will use it until you are off the set. So it's very important that you watch all the things that you say and watch things that you do. And I think that this was just a complete slip up on his end. So, you know, he's just actually just suffering the consequences. Yep. So that's just a precautionary tale, you know. Um selling selling yourself out or selling out does not pay out in the end. It does not pay uh-huh. out. It never does. Because no. even even if you sitting up here calling yourself selling out, the people that you're selling out to, they're not going to respect you in the long run because they see that you don't have any allegiance to your own people. So how how would they respect you, like, in the long run? You you don't have any integrity. That means that you you place a value on yourself. And anybody that places a value on themselves, that means they can be bought. So... You, you just got to watch people like that. You know, like I said, and like you said earlier, I'm going to give it to him. I'm ne- I'm never going to take away the fact that he's talented. You know, he, he can keep a crowd engaged. He knows how to host. You know, I will give that to him. But I will say this. This isn't the first time that Steve Harvey has been tap dancing and cooning out. You remember when he did all that um, tap dancing when um, Donald Trump became president? You remember he went? Yes. So... This is something we have to really start to look at Steve Harvey and question his integrity as an individual because he, you know, although they say he does a lot for the black community, but he 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 tap dances and he he has a price, you know, that he's willing. To, he he'll do all that to a certain extent, and that's just a very sad place to be at, uh, you know, and and that's just how I feel about it. Definitely. And speaking of tap dancing and cooning, uh, did you hear about Tiffany Haddish at the Met Gala um, when she had that that bag of fried chicken and she was handing out at that award at that um, banquet? You did you hear about that? Yes, and that little outfit and that top hat. Yes, I did. All right, so what we gonna do real quick for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about we're gonna go to a quick clip 
And then we're going to come back and explain that because we're kind of moving along pretty fast. I want to um, hit some of these main topics here because we're going to probably do just like an hour show tonight because I want to start kind of um, condensing the shows. But we're going to go to this clip and I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. So I'm rocking this Michael Kors, very camp. You know what I'm saying? She got that zebra slash sequence. She ready look. It's that Pimparella, baby. She ready. She ready. Can you tell us what camp means to you or what you first thought when you heard the theme was camp? When I first heard that the theme was camp, I thought, oh, I get to wear a wife beater, some walking shorts, and some boots. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm bringing s'mores. It's going to be so much fun. And then when they told me, no, it's like over the top, glam, boom, whatever you want. I was like, let's go. Pimparella in the building. Hey! I feel like you're always spilling the tea. Can you give us an inside look on what it's like inside the Met Gala? Um, there's not enough enough food, so I brought some. I got chicken in my bag. Can you wait? Can you show us that again? Can you show us that again? <laughs> what? Don't run chicken, away now. Chicken in the bag. She Yeah, you see, I don't know if you've seen that clip. Like, when she opened up that bag of chicken and they told her to show it again, she was trying to run away. I said, don't run away now because you showed that bag of chicken and you showed what you was really about when you did that. I just, I just really think it's a shame. And, like, I, I, we, there's a, I did a video commentary about this last week. For those of you that don't know, um, Go check us out on uh, youtube.com slash UCOFW or just type in the Urban Wire Media Network. And I did a, a, a commentary on this situation about Tiffany Haddish. And I just kind of feel at this point she's becoming a one-trick pony in the game. I kind of feel that she feels like she has to act like a walking new age menstrual show to maintain some sense of relevance. And I just feel like she doesn't have to go that way. I just, I kind of feel like, okay, I want to see some versatility in your career. Because I look at people like Taraji P. Hansen, Angela Bassett. Um, I mean, just an array of legend, legendary and iconic black women. And I see how they have let, they have, uh, versatility in the roles that they play, especially Taraji P. Henson. She she has been giving us, she gives us, you know, Miss Cookie on Empire, but she also has done a lot of historical, uh, covered a lot of historical black women in her film. She, she's done a lot of different acting roles. So I, I want to see that with Tiffany Haddish. You know, I, I will have to say, I will have to respect her climb to the top because she practically came from nothing. Like she was practically homeless. So I got to respect her grind as far as it comes to her uh, making something out of herself. But I just want to see some more versatility. And I just think that she needs to quit tap dance because at this point, that's, that's all you're going to be known for. And you out here looking like a fool because these people are laughing at you. They're not laughing with you because that that's just embarrassing. So what what do you feel about that whole situation? Well, she went about everything the wrong way. She was wrong on every aspect. 
Now, I do now, you know, when you're trying to come up as a young black person in the industry, we know that it's cutthroat, but you have to be about your business. She was not about her business. You know, for years, and this is just the truth about it, um, chicken and watermelon, and I'm just putting it out there, have been a symbol of slavery. It has been a symbol of black hate. That that has just been a symbol that has been attached to the African American race. It's untrue, but that's what it is. And for her to do that around white America just gave them ammunition to continue to think that way about African Americans. She should have came in on the classier um stance than that and you know there there was absolutely nothing funny about that she just made herself look stupid and it's going to be kind of hard for her to come back from that because you know people will see her in a movie or they may see her in person and what are they going to think about they're going to think about her selling herself out to the white people like that and when i say to the white people there is always going to be a difference. There's going to right. be African American and then there's going to be white. There's never going to be unity when it comes to those two races. So for her to do that, to try to appease them, she sold herself short. So she's going to have to do a lot of thinking about when she gets in the public's eye and how she behaves because that is not the way. And when you and when it comes to support from African Americans, you know, I highly doubt after that if she's gonna have a lot of support she wants from the African American community that is in that industry and not only that from from fans because there are people out there that will see that and, and you know and so they will say she has a lost her ever loving mind what is she thinking about so is this kind of person that she is and i don't think that she really thought that through like i really don't think that she did yeah because the amount of backlash that she's receiving at this point is i mean it's it's exponential you know a lot of people are going in on her mm-hmm. especially on social media mm-hmm. On YouTube, I've seen a lot of YouTube commentaries. People just saying this is not a good look for you, sis. And I'm just, and I just, I want her to win. I want her to to do well for herself. But this is not it. This 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 ain't it. You need to try again because this this you need to go back and redo that look again because that that just wasn't giving me what I needed. Like that really didn't, that wasn't giving me right. what I needed. And um, right. I just really feel that it's sad that. Even in 2019, people feel like they gotta like like Steve Harvey. They feel like they have to tap dance. They feel like they have to uh, be something. They gotta be a caricature or some uh, something just to make it. And that's almost like you prostituting yourself. You prostituting yourself. You putting a, a mm-hmm. price on your soul and, and your integrity, and you can't do that. So, yeah. and it's going to be hard to come back from from that too. Yeah. Because you know, don't don't adopt the attitude of, oh well, they ain't got nothing to do with that, you know, or you know, this is just me trying to get up and get. No, stop talking that slick stuff. You really need to be on the straight and narrow because mm-hmm. the thing.
thing is, is that not every, you know, because if you're out there really trying to appease the white community, which she was trying to do because it was clear, not every white person is going to support you. Not every white person is going to like what you produce out there. So you have to be mindful of your future because there are people that have been blackballed because of that very thing. And she is new to the game and she needs to think about that because it's early for her to be blackballed and then she does not get any support, whatever the case may be. So she needs to think about in the future the type of things that she says and does. Yep, and I think that's a perfect place to end on that commentary. Now, the next topic we want to get on, I want to get on really quick, is the entire empire and star situation. Now, did you hear they're canceling both shows? They're going to be canceling both shows? Wow, oh my God. I didn't know it was both. Now, a new empire star, too? Yes. Oh my God. And I feel that Okay, let me start from the beginning. Um, I'm looking at this article from Deadline, and uh, and I guess they were saying how, uh, and I'm going to read some of it, and then I'm just going to paraphrase some of it, too. Um, it says, the reign of Empire Fox is coming to an, at an end. And first of all, just, let me give you the title of this article. It's Empire to end after upcoming season six. Still no plans for Jussie Smollett's return. And this article was written to Dom- by Dominic Patton. So I just wanted to get attribution to that really quick to him. Um, the reign of Empire on Fox is coming to an end next year. Just two weeks after Charlie Collier run, um, Fox Entertainment renewed Lee Daniels and Danny Strong's hip-hop drama for the sixth season and guided Jesse Smollett towards the exit door, it was announced Monday during Fox's pre-upfront call that the self-described groundbreaking cultural phenomenon will be canceled once season six is done next year. (laughs) Excuse me. We are turning the final season into a large TV event. We are trying to to go out guns a-blazing, Collier said. Uh, which in this episode, this season, next season will be only 20 episodes. Um, you, you allow fans to lean in and have an ending, the ending that they deserve. They questioned him about the possibility that the, the legally challenged Smollett could return for the final season. Collier dodged and replied with language reminiscent of last month's press, press release. There is an option to have Jussie in the uh, series, but we have no plans for that, he said. Noting that the writer's room for season six hasn't been open yet. And also, um, I don't think it's in this article, but I was reading that they're going to be canceling Star 2, but Star is looking for another network. I don't think they're coming back at all. Uh, I think, but they're trying to find another network to play Star on. But here's my thing, and let's just be 100% honest in, when, we, when we analyze this situation. Do you feel that this whole scam that Jussie Smollett did, do you think this was the reason why this, this show is being, the plug is being pulled from this show? 
totally do. Because prior to that, you never had any issue, nothing being placed out there in the media, nothing in the paper, what was out there about Empire being canceled. That was one of the hottest African-American shows that was on um, TV. And for Fox to actually pick it up and they blew it out the water every season. Mm -hmm. It has never been an issue. The storyline has always been great. And now he gets out here and he acts a damn fool. And so and so he just messes with everything because I really feel like, you know, since he done that and pulled the whole scam, then all of the producers that are on that show don't wanna jeopardize receiving any type of um, support or whatever it is that they plan to do in the future with any other show. So I feel like they actually have to do that to protect themselves and the mm-hmm. future of, you know, like the things that they want to do in that industry. So I really feel that his tactic and his little scheme that he done is the actual reason for that. And And here's the thing, like, that goes to show you greed is a real thing. Greed is a powerful yes. thing. Greed will have you mm-hmm. uh, just blinded by the blessings that are in front of you. And it will just have you, mm-hmm. your judgment clouded to where you will just put everything at risk. Jesse Smollett, yes. where else is he going to go now? Like, this was his bread and butter. I mean, you felt that you only got a certain amount of millions and you wanted more. But where else were you gonna go? Like you didn't think that this this scam or this this uh, situation wasn't going to put your whole career at jeopardy. You know, the, the show promoted you as an artist, as an actor, and then you were a powerful voice for the LGBT community, and you didn't even care about that. You put all that at risk right. because of what you wanted, and you wanted some attention. And yes. you, and then here's the thing. It's a very dangerous thing to be playing with situations that are dealing with homophobia and mm-hmm. racism. So you blame the whole yes. group of people for some bull crap that you made up in your mind and you felt that this would be something that would get you some clout and get you something that would benefit you solely. You didn't care about all the people yes. that you would be letting down now, not only is he affected his career, he's inf- affecting everybody on that cast. Everybody else now is yes. going to be out of a job now because of decisions that he made. And I'm just very yes. disappointed. I thought that I thought more of him than this. I never seen him. But prior to this, he was never in the media. He was never in the news over some over some bullshit. Like he was never in the media or mm-hmm. news for that. So I kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. This was just, this really showed who he really is as a person. He's a narcissist. That's that's just what it is. He don't care about nobody else. And for you to be out here, I mean, this was a ground, like you mentioned, this was a groundbreaking series on Fox. We've never seen anything like this. And it and it dealt with issues that that we dealt with in 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 the black community. I mean, you know. Besides the musical aspect, all that was good. I mean, this was a groundbreaking thing, you know, and it and it kind of shed light on a lot of issues 
And all this is being put in on, you know, it's it's being axed now because of him. And I just think that's just sad. And I, I, I me personally, I will never respect him again because that's yeah. just selfish. That is just a selfish thing that you did. Like you could have went so far, like with this show, but you were so greedy. Uh-huh. And now you had people out here. And I knew from the beginning that the story just didn't sound right, just the details. Uh-huh. And then in Chicago, you talking about somebody attacked you for being black and gay in the city of Chicago. Don't nobody care about you being black or gay. Nobody don't care about nothing in Chicago. Everybody trying to dodge them damn bullets. Everybody trying to get home and mind they dang on business. They can let alone care about you being black and gay. People mm-hmm. trying to get to point A to point B alive. You hear me? And I'm not trying to throw that's no right. shade, but that's just what it is. So you think, and mm-hmm. then you're going to be out there. Okay, you you are a net. Now, I'm not going to see that international star. You're just going to be walking the streets of Chicago at 2, 3, 4 in the morning by yourself with no security. You ain't had nobody that can go get you a door sandwich. You couldn't get, you couldn't, you didn't have that. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And we got a comment in, um, in the chat. Lexi, yes, I know. Yeah, right. Because it, don't, it just didn't make no sense. And now you, he, he don't realize this is going to put back you know, what people have been fighting for in the LGBT community and as far as racial, uh, the you know, the movement in trying to get racial equality, I feel that this is going to push that movement back a couple steps because of this. Because stuff like this, you don't realize when people file fake uh, police reports, whether it's hate crimes or rape cases and stuff like that, that makes the next person that's going through that that makes them unbelievable. People are more reluctant to support that person because this person has cried wolf. So that's just how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? And you're so, so, so very right about this because I want to say this, you know, when everything was introduced in empire, you know, and the, um, you know, and the aspect of the L of, of the LBGT uh, was actually placed in there, ratings to me seem like they shot up higher than ever before because all of that, you know, all of the support and everything, even within that show. And then you have just, just the ratings were just through the actual roof. And my thing is this, for him to do something like like you were saying just for the purpose of gaining attention was so foolish and all the people that even joined in to even help him to do something that foolish was stupid and it was really for no reason and I'm just like you know and you mess up your career for nothing your credibility is shot it is just shot like it's done so you know there's just like all the other things that we talked about, it's going to be very, very hard for him to come up from this, you know, and they're not thinking. And what I don't understand is, is 
what type of attention is he really trying to get? You know, people are seeing you throughout this show. And not only that, you were making songs even on the outside of that because it was several songs I've heard on Pandora that he has actually mm-hmm. made. So there are so many different aspects to him that are out there and he doesn't even realize, but he wants to go a step further and fabricate things and make himself look stupid. And now, guess what? You're not even going to have all the support that you have been hoping for. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand, you know, why he would even take that stance. But it is what it is. And, you know, he can't be upset at any type of fan that he did have that has actually um, taken back, you know, like all the feelings or whatever that they have had for him and all the ad admiration that was out there he cannot get upset that people do not want to support him anymore you yep. know you you really have to think about the choices that you make and, and that's the key key word right there choices we all make choices in our lives and sometimes when you don't um you don't out you know weigh out the consequences the pros and the cons this is what happens and right. he didn't realize what he did is going to impact not only himself, but it, it was going to impact other people. And he better be thanking God that he didn't get no time behind that, which that's a whole conversation with it, within right. itself because that, that's crazy how that – I think there was some stuff – this is my personal opinion. I think that they had some inside tea on um, Chi-Town because for them just to drop all them, them charges, somebody messed up. Somebody had some tea on somebody or something. I, I just, yeah. So it the whole situation was mm-hmm. really questionable. He better be thanking God. He better use this as a second chance to get himself together. That, and you know, That's right. because it could have went a, a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move on now. Um, because we got probably got about three or four more things I want to talk about, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. The big thing I want to talk about, we're talking about people faking, you know, uh, attacks. When we had, like, a really tragic situation that happened in Baytown, Texas, and um, it involved a woman um, that was 45 years old. Her name was Pamela Turner. And you know, it was sad that she, she was dealing with um, mental illness and a cop, which pretty much harassed her. He lived in the community. He knew who she was. Everybody knew who the woman was. She suffered from mental illness, but they said that she didn't bother nobody. She was harmless. And this cop pretty much approached her and harassed her and claimed that he lied because I've seen the video footage. She did not pull this, that taser out and taser him. I did not see that. So he ends up shooting this lady five times. He stands over her and shoots her five times. And she told him that he was pregnant and there's been some debates on whether she was or not. But at that point, he didn't know. If the woman was pregnant, Uh why did you you know, I I just kind of feel that that whole situation should not have ended in the way that it ended. So I'm going to play this little clip real quick. I want to get the facts straight. I want to put put everything in perspective. And we're going to talk about this as it relates to the issue of police brutality. So we're going to go to this clip and we'll be back. 
and rapper Trey the Truth organized a rally for Pamela Turner today. She's the Baytown woman who was shot and killed by a police officer. Police say she resisted arrest and grabbed the officer's taser, then used it against him. Well, tonight that officer is on administrative leave. We have team coverage in Baytown tonight, starting with Jessica Borg, who's at the apartment complex where this shooting took place. Jessica? And just a few minutes ago, community members here started gathering in front of the apartment complex here, holding up signs. Pamela Turner's daughter was here earlier. She became emotional when placing flowers at that makeshift memorial site. She did not speak about the case today. She let community activists do the talking. A makeshift memorial at the site where Pamela Turner died. Turner's daughter and residents at this Baytown apartment complex promising to keep her memory alive. The rapper Trey The Truth says he'll do the same. My main thing is I don't want this to be a situation where it gets swept under the rug. At a small rally nearby, community activists calling the deadly confrontation between 44-year-old Turner and the unidentified Baytown police officer unjustified. The shooting was captured on cell phone video that went viral on social media. She posed no threat to him. He posed a threat to her. Turner's family says she suffered from paranoid schizophrenia and that it was widely known in the community, including Baytown police, who had previous encounters with her. A lawyer working with the family says the officer violated protocols. Someone that you know to be suffering from a mental health condition, you don't encounter them alone. In fact, you call a special team, an officer who's trained to deal with individuals who are suffering from a mental health condition. The Baytown police say the officer was patrolling the complex and tried to arrest Turner because he knew she had outstanding warrants. Police say the officer is an 11-year veteran who opened fire after Turner grabbed his taser and used it against him. He made a decision to take three steps, two or three steps back and execute her. I believe that the Fourth Amendment was violated in the decision uh, not only to shoot once, twice, but five times. Now, Baytown Police and the Harris County DA's office is gathering evidence about the case. They'll present that evidence to the grand jury and the grand jury will decide whether the officer's actions were criminal. In the meantime, Turner's family has hired well-known civil rights attorney, Ben Crump. Ben Crump is based in Florida, but he tells us he will be in Houston tomorrow at 11 a.m., holding a press conference on the steps of the Harris County Civil Court. We are live tonight in Baytown. Jessica Borg, KHOU 11 News. All right, Jess. Ooh-wee, this, this, is, this is about to get real. And ah. here's, here's my thing before we even start digging into this case, isn't it funny, and, and I don't care who feels any kind of way about this, because this is the Urban Wire, and we keep it real on this show. Now, isn't it funny how a lot of these cops can exercise um, constraint, and they can follow protocol when it comes to white perpetrators or uh, white mass killers? You You notice how a lot of times either they kill themselves or they get these people in custody and they don't have a scratch, ding, or dent on them when they apprehend these people. But when it comes to our people, they start raising and don't even know what the situation is. How, do you ever notice that? And, and how all this quote-unquote training, if it was a training issue, why are other people in other communities not experiencing this to the level that we're experiencing it? And I just really feel that there needs to be an internal investigation. We need to find this part out this this officer's um, this officer's background, if he's had any um, prior 
uh, inquiries about his conduct. I mean, we, we need to really look into this because I feel that this does not make any sense. This should have not ended up in the way that it ended up. And I'm going to tell you, it's right. going to take black people. We, we can't be sitting around talking and, and talking about this and, and, and being angry and upset and not doing anything about this. And then next week we on to something else. Like we gotta, we gotta really start holding these people accountable. Um, our taxes are paying for these people's salaries and we demand that we are treated with dignity and respect. There are people that are scared to call the police in their communities and, and they're supposed to be there and protect and, and uh, serve and they're scared to even call these people because they don't know what the outcome of the situation is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I just think Absolutely. that um, it's obviously, obviously this, she has the case because she has a lot of people that are um, willing to fight for her. A lot of uh, like prominent civil rights activists and lawyers and stuff, they're, they're stepping up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What, so what do you feel about the situation? Well, this one right here was like a touchy one because, you know, we have an individual and it was, you know, noted that she had a issue. And the thing is, is that, you know, I do agree. Other people should have been other officials should have been out there. This man opted to do everything on his own and, and as a resort of just not wanting to deal with the issue the correct way, he just killed her. And, you know, that that was nothing but, you know, just evilness that was actually in his heart. And he and you know, they actually feel like because of the color of their skin they can get away with anything. Well, you know what, that has proven to be true. Because they can just go out there and shoot up people, shoot up African-American people, and just do whatever it is that they want to do with them, and they get off sky-free. Yes, they do have, you know, like they do the bare minimum when it comes to any type of court case or if they want to act like they're trying to indict someone, they go through the actual case and they end up being not guilty, all charges or whatever are dropped. And then guess what happens? That same killer gets to get right on back on the street with the uniform on, with the gun in his pocket, with the badge on his chest, and then that is it. And then the cycle keeps repeating itself. Mm -hmm. And and this is just horrible. And so now a woman's life has been ended. She, you know, she, she, you know, she had an issue. And the fact of the matter is, is that he wanted to, because of the malice in his heart, you know, he done whatever it is that he felt like he wanted to do because he really felt like that's a white America law would want to back him up. And, you know, and it's just, you know, it is just really uncalled for. And I'm just like, like I'm just really done with this entire thing. But, you know, because when I actually heard this clip and then when I read the other things about it, I was just really sick. And here's my thing, too, like, because there's rumors and I don't know the ethnicity of this guy, but there's been mm-hmm. rumors that this guy may have been a white Hispanic. And oh, wow. this is something, this even makes 
makes it worse because we're going to have to realize as a black community, and I'm just going to keep it real because, you know, that's how we do on this show. Not a so-called black and brown camaraderie. Blacks and Latinos have issues with each other. And the problem is, is a lot of them, you know, and, and I've spoken to a lot of people, they'll tell you, they, I mean, they come over here and it's a lot of immigrants who they come here and feel like they have to tote the line of white supremacy and they have to do whatever they can do to prove to America that they are against black people in hopes of them getting further ahead. And a lot of Hispanic people have issues with African-American people. I mean, you I've even heard of situations out in California where they're taking over these black neighborhoods. They're shooting these black people, innocent kids, women, you know, and, and all this stuff. They have a hatred towards black people. And, it, and a lot of times, uh, some of them are more racist than traditional white supremacists. So we're going to have to really take a, a hard look at that, y'all. Um, and then we always are fighting for these groups of people. We're always fighting for these immigrants, and all they do is come over here and disrespect us. They kill us. You see how a lot of these Asians come in the black community. They set up these uh, these businesses that care the black people as far as the hair care industry. They come in there, disrespect the women that come in there. They, they disrespect them in these nail shops, and they're the ones that are eating off our community, and we do not take a stand on it and, and, and demand that they treat us with respect. But we'll sit there and support these people, but we won't even support our own people that have black-owned businesses. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what anybody feels about it. If you feel upset about it, don't follow, because I'm going to speak the truth. And this ain't about no hate. Mm -hmm. This ain't about not accepting that. This is the truth. This is what's happening out here. And I'm not saying as an individual you don't have people that aren't uh, down for black people and down for the black cause. Before, as a collective, I'm just calling a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You know, and I totally, I totally agree with everything that you said because you are so right. You know, we have this foreign policy out here that protects those foreigners that are in our country, and. You know, and this government is constantly doing, you know, we're being forced to give because, you know, our checks is paying for all this stuff out here. So because we are making sure that they're being taken care of because of the government, because of our checks, because of the federal, whatever the case may be, they have a sense of entitlement and they feel like, oh, this is what is owed to me. No, this is not what is owed to you. This is a privilege. And basically what you're doing is you're taking advantage of it. And because you're taking advantage of it, we are suffering. You know, we are being mistreated. You know, we're not getting the benefits and all the other stuff that we deserve. But we have, but, you know, but we're just just like what you said. We're being killed. We're being mistreated, you know, and, and the black community is being destroyed because of this, you know, and it's, and it's not right. It's it, not it, right. It's not right. It's not right. And and we were the ones, like I, like I'll be saying, if it wasn't for us getting our our brains bashed in and getting shot and dogs being sicked on us and us being lynched and, and, and 
all matter of evil, these people wouldn't even have a chance in this country. We fought for that. But we don't get the respect that we deserve from these people. They don't want to stand with us, but they always want us to fight for them. And we're going to have to start looking out for ourselves as a black collective. Black people need to put aside all these differences and all these disagreements and get out these cliques. And, and, and I'm, I'm Christian and you Muslim and you're, you're LGBT. So I can't, we are all black at the end of the day. And all that stuff does not matter in the system of white supremacy. So what we need to do is start banding together and stop being divide, so divisive, you know, with each other. And that's all I have to say about the situation. Um, I'm going to move around long. We got a couple more topics. I'm going to get this done in the next 10 minutes. We got, cause I want it to be done by eight 30. Um, because I want to talk about the cussing pastor. You know who the cussing pastor is, right? Yes. So I guess, you know, him and mm-hmm. Kay Michelle got into it, but I'm, I'm going to say that to the end because I, I really want to talk about the 2020 election and how we need to start mobilizing ourselves and start uh, researching these candidates. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess you've been hearing about a lot about the new movement that's been going on out here called ADOS, ADOS, which means American descendants of slaves and how we're now um, as a people, we're, we're looking at these candidates and we want to know what specific agenda are you going to have in your campaign and your presidency that's going to benefit us specifically as African-American people, because every other group of people, demands a specific agenda but we as black people we are so complacent with um with generalities like we don't want a a lot of things people are now talking about we need reparations which i believe we need reparations of some type we definitely need Uh something because we our people built this country off of free labor and this country is prospering Uh to this day For us to form. And we need to hold their feet to the fire as it relates to these agendas. And one person in, in particular I want to talk about is Joe Biden. And I, and I had an article, but I'm just going to speak off the hip off of this because we, we, we're short on time. Um, Joe Biden, as you know, was the vice president to Barack Obama. And a lot of people are criticizing Barack Obama because he did not do anything specific for black people. And uh-huh. he had Joe Biden as his vice president. And Joe, Joe Biden always would just seem like a real sneaky person. He sat in that background and say nothing. But uh-huh. now there has been old interviews and tapes that we have, that have resurfaced of him spouting off racial rhetoric. And he has had a um, history in the Senate of voting against things that would benefit black people, especially in the areas of education. And um, he has spoken down about reparations. And I don't care if it was in the 70s. I said, you still have not changed because in the 90s, you came up with that crime bill that criminalized mostly black people and threw, took the black men out the home. And it, it just turned our community into shambles. 
Now, I want to see this same energy that you have about the crack epidemic and everything else. Why aren't this same energy being applied to the meth epidemic? They want to criminalize people that were hooked on crack, but when it comes to people that were hooked on hooked on meth, now it's a it's a health issue. It's a mental. It's a it's a health issue that we have to uh, approach with care. We don't need to criminalize these people. Hell, these people on meth will freak out and kill and shoot you and rob you and everything else. So what's the difference between black people that were victims of crack, which crack was implanted into the black community, versus these people over here that are meth addicts, and most of these people went out and created that meth themselves. It wasn't implanted in their community. So what's the difference? Somebody please tell me what the difference is. And we have people like this. We don't want to answer no questions because we think that Democrats are our best friend by default. These people don't give a dang about us. They want that vote. And then once they get in that office, they don't care a thing about you and nothing's going to get done in your community. So what do you feel about about this situation and about Joe Biden and, uh, and about his past coming up and about black people just voting Democrat by default? You know, like it has always been taught over generations that, you know, Democrats are for the people and Republicans are not, you know, and that that is just been something that has been taught within from family to family to family. And that is why, you know, I believe that people vote the way that they do. And the thing is, is that you were absolutely right about something that you said researching a candidate is everything because you cannot just look at the way they dress or the way they present themselves or how many uh, or how much money they actually raise um whatever the case may be you cannot just look at that and say okay this person is suitable for office because you deep down inside you do not know what they are about you do not know what their agenda is you do not know what they're going to bring to the community you don't even know if what they bring will actually mess up things for this entire country like you just don't know so the fact of the matter is is that you have to be careful and mindful and when you go to the polls you cannot just go in there and just be playing um any mini mighty mo and just try to select which one you think is the best that's not how the game works um and and as far as joe biden okay when you get into office, you get into office knowing that you're going to be the best that you can be. You're going to do everything for the people. You're going to do everything that's going to benefit this country. But when you get into office, the things that are in the back of their minds are the things that they have done in their past. See, they don't think about that. They think, okay, well, they have done this limited search on me they have not found anything okay well i'm good well that was vice president now you're running for president president. so now they are digging they are digging through 18 feet of dirt trying to find out whatever it is they can find out on you and they have found some things and that goes back to what we spoke on several topics ago you have to be careful about the things that 
do. That's why, you know, it is very important to always live on the straight and narrow. Not mm-hmm. saying that you're not going to make mistakes, but the thing is, is that you have to make sure that you are on the straight and narrow with everything that you do, because now it's to the point where he's trying to run for the most, res- well, what, what should be considered yeah. the mo- right, the most respected office in this country. And now, it, of course, you know, it has been tarnished because of who is in presidency now. But, you know, so now these things that he has done that's surfacing in his past is going to actually limit a lot of his chances on becoming the actual president. So, you know, he just has to, you know, and and of course, when it comes to the actual race, you know, that really goes back to this part right here. There are people that are just going to say, oh, forget his background. He is a Democrat. He's going to be for the people. Well, you don't know that. You have not done your research. You don't really know what he's mm-hmm. about. And people will tie him into the fact that he was a vice president to Obama. And they say, oh, well, you know what? He's good. You know, he was sitting under him. So that's who I'm going to vote for. But do you know everything that he stands for? No, you do not. Mm -hmm. Do you know his background? Do you know, you know, all of what he has done? Do you know how proactive he is really going to be for the American race? You don't know because you have not done your research. So people need to be very careful about that. Right. All right, we're gonna move on. We got two more quick topics, and I'm gonna let you go. Um, like I said, I just wanted to do a little over and um, I just want to start condensing our shows down. These two last topics are kind of more lighthearted, but I just want people to just be more mindful as we go into this political season. Don't be bamboozled, and don't just give your vote to anybody. Now, um, did you hear about the whole Aisha Curry situation on um, Jada Pinkett's Red Tabletop? show or whatever the name of that yes, show I is. Did. And I want mm-hmm. to play this cl- cl- uh, clip for people that don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm going to um, do that and then I'm going to talk about Kate Michelle and the cousin passing and we're going to wrap it up. Um, let me see. I'm going to pull this clip up because I want people to hear this. Okay, here it goes. Um, I'm going to come go to this clip and I'm going to come back with the commentary. Passion and um, more understanding. Something that really bothers me, like honestly, has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that, yeah, like there are all these women like throwing themselves, but me, like the past 10 years, like I don't have any of that. Like I have zero, this sounds weird, but like male attention. And so then, you like, I begin to internalize it. it, and I'm like, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're, you're not looking. What you're not like, looking. You're not even looking. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. When your radar's turned off, because I dealt with that for years, too, like, and I was young, like you. Yeah, I'm like, like that's oh, my not God. Fair. I mean, because I don't want it, but yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking. But when your radar's turned off, yeah. right, that that you real don't ever think for one minute that it ain't no some men out there looking at you like I wish. Honestly. And, and I'm gonna tell you who knows that more than anybody. I wanna ask a question there. All of you made the decision not to trap. Okay. And here's Gabrielle's response to the criticism that everybody gave her. She was honest mm. and she told her truth. And no matter what your truth is, 
there are going to be people who do not like it mm. and or when, understand it or understand the context and and understand mm. your journey mm. or, or care to yeah. try to understand mm. her perspective mm. and what she's talking about um we were there were so many group chats mm. going on like just in so life just just from from that conversation mm. and there was not one mother mm who did not understand what she was talking about. Mm. Um, and even for the people who were like, like the guys that were talking about it, they're like, yeah, but did she have to say it publicly? And I said, but if she doesn't share her truth publicly, there's a lot of other people who are out there you know, feeling like they're alone on an right. island when they're really, that island is overcrowded. It's a nation. And in the same way that I talked about my fertility journey, talked about being a sexual assault survivor, talked about relationship challenges, talking about the LGBTQ plus community, um, everyone always has something to say. Right. And I would r always rather err on the side of truth and transparency mm -hmm. um, and authenticity and let the chips fall where, they're, fall where they may than hold on to my journey. Mm -hmm. And when I could be helping other people and identifying with other people and making people feel less alone, mm -hmm. then holding all that in. All right. Did you hear that scene? Uh -huh. Yes. I, I just feel that that's a crock of bull crap. Because just because you are uh, uh, transparent and honest, that does not mean that that exempts you from being open to criticism. Like, you can't... And here's the thing. Okay, you have women, some of these women, and I want to get your point of view as a woman, but you want attention from guys. You want men um, whistling and, and, and hollering at you. And you married to a good man. Like, you married to a man that's that got a good career, um, well respected, you know what I'm saying, and you and you so worried about another man giving you attention, which nine times out of ten is negative attention. And most of these women today, they get that type of attention. They're re ready to to hashtag the doing me too movement. So it's just to me, it's ridiculous. Like you as a woman, obviously you got the prize. I wouldn't care what no other man think. Because as long as your man's happy and he keeps giving you them millions and you keeps getting them ducats for the buckets, who cares what nobody else thinks? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's just thirstiness to me. Like, I mean, what do you feel about yes. that? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because this, this, you know, when I first heard this, you know, all I could say was shut the hell up, stupid, dumb, you know, trying to come out here and get some attention in the spotlight. The spotlight is not, look, you don't have a place in this spotlight all by yourself. You have a spotlight with your husband and with your children, and that is where you need to be. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you can't come out here and, you know, you can't appear in a movie or get on a talk show and just talk about some of the things that mm -hmm. go on. You know, I'm not saying that you can't do that. But the thing is, is that you're bringing negative attention to your husband who is a multi-billionaire, millionaire, whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I just don't understand why you would even get out there and say something like this. So apparently there must be some insecurity within her marriage. 
um, on her end for her, for her to do that. Because just like what you said, why why would you want another? You have all the men that you need. You have a family. Focus on that. And for Gabrielle Union to chime in, she sounds absolutely dumb. Ridiculous, yeah. Absolutely dumb. Because the thing is, is that, no, it ain't about your story. It ain't about her story. There's no stories here. There's absolutely no story. There's no relevance to anything that she said. She just wanted to be heard. So really what she should have done is just kept her mouth shut because really what she did was add a fuel to the damn fire. And it's just so ignorant for them to even get out there and to just make themselves look like and I'm like, you know, what is she so did she really think that Steph Curry was not gonna hear that? Did she really think that she was not gonna hear it? She, right, absolutely. So there so Steph Curry has now been in a negative spotlight ever. You have never heard anything negative about him. So now guess what? She done dirtied up the entire thing. So now there's people that's going to be talking. And mm-hmm. all of these things are going to be coming out. You know, people are going to be putting out all of these um, comments and they're going to insinuate the things in this way. And it's going to be a lot of talk about them because of her dumb move. And you have somebody like Gabrielle Union that tries to coincide and try to back her up. No. You need to keep your mouth shut. This is, you know, something that she has to deal with on her own. And apparently she she just has some issues deep down within that she needs to deal with. Because apparently it seems like she's not happy with where she is. Because for her to get on national television and to say that she's wanting the attention or wanting another man to look at her, what does it say about your husband? that has actually made um, a name for himself. But also, you don't even have to be out there and work for a damn dime because you have all of what you need. What What does that say about that? Just breathe. That, that right there is absolutely, and it's inconsiderate. It's, that, it's just, oh my God. And, and if I can add this real quick, see, that's almost like, mm-hmm. like we were talking earlier about the same thing that uh, Jesse Smollett I, I, I kind of connected to that because when is it never ever enough? Like when can you can you be just happy with the blessings that you have? Now you That's talking right. about you don't get attention from men, like, and you don't see how blessed you are. That's right. So now mm-hmm. you willing to say these comments, and I'm not saying they'll put their marriage in uh, jeopardy, but you know you never know mm-hmm. because. Absolutely. That could put in his mind like, dang, like, could this person be had the potential to cheat on me because they want attention and this, that, and the other. That's right. And it could put all kind of doubts in his mind. So that's Absolutely. what I'm saying. People are just so greedy. They that's what I'm saying. We're dealing with people. Our, our people have become so just we don't care about nothing. Like we we like and I mm-hmm. you know, we we become so greedy, like we don't appreciate our blessings and, and how far we have come as a group of people. Right. We always want more. We want more. And we don't appreciate what uh-huh. we got right now. So that's all uh-huh. I want to say about that situation. And I'm going to jump on this last story real quick because I want to hear your opinion on this because this is crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, this is coming from Hot Hip 
hot new hip hop, and I'm gonna probably do a more extensive um, video on this because you know I don't know if you've been watching the video commentaries that I've been doing, but I'm gonna probably do this uh-huh. more in a um, do this in a separate video. But uh-huh. we all know who the custom pastor is, and we know who K Michelle is. Uh, she is a R&B singer, which she she she's on. Well, she was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I don't know which one she's on now, but she's been on reality TV. And both people, I'm gonna be honest with you, they both got screws loose. Like K. Michelle has always been in the middle of controversy. Um, she always popping off. She don't know, you know what I'm saying? She's been through a lot of stuff. And, you know, and I kind of respect her hustle. And I seen a, a thing on TV one about her background and stuff. And I didn't know that she was so educated. She went to law school and stuff like that. But I would have never known that she was educated because she acts so ignorant on TV all the time. Always going in, popping off, and doing the most. I would have never known that about her. So um, I guess what had happened was back in December, was it December? I know it was at the end of last year, Thaddeus Matthews did a, a show on his broadcast about uh, K. Michelle because they, they both are from Memphis. And uh-huh. K. Michelle got evicted out of her house. Now, let me tell you, who who rents out a mansion? Who who leases a mansion? Like, most people buy their mansions, but I'm not going to even get into that. They said that the judge that evicted her and uh, said that the ha- the house was in shambles. She done painted the walls pink. The house was just in shambles. And uh-huh. she was trying to put the judge on blast, talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to expose you about your past and this, that, and the other. And that is Matthews happens to know this particular judge. So he went up for him. Like, he, you know, he was pretty much trying to vouch for him, say he's a good guy, but – Okay, Michelle can't talk about nobody because I guess he was talking about the rumors that she got a stinking coochie and all that stuff and talking about her, all this stuff that she done did. So I guess she felt some type of way about it. So they've been going back and forth ever since. So this article on Hot Hip Hop News, um, no, Hot New Hip Hop says that employees at a restaurant in Memphis, Tennessee didn't know what to do after K. Michelle got into an argument with Thaddeus Matthews, a man known as the custom pastor. Matthews shared two videos of the altercation that showed the singer who was being staved off by her boyfriend, Casting Sims, yelling at the pastor and accusing him of having, check this out, having a boyfriend and sexually abusing children. So she pretty much put him on blast. I don't know if these rumors are true, but she said that this, Pastor Thaddeus is out here molesting these kids, and he got a whole boyfriend on the side. Now, this is the same pastor that has church services where people be in the church services twerking for used computers. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. And this is why I'm saying, you know, besides all this foolishness, I could really get into this, and and I'm not going to even read this statement that he put on Instagram. Because it's just, it's really, it's really derogatory and it's obscene. And I don't even want to read that on my show. But this is my thing. <clears throat> you have to know who these pastors are that you're sitting up under in these churches. And I don't care about the fact that he's uh-huh. out front and honest right. with his stuff. I, you better not be going to that church to get some spiritual enlightenment. 
I said, if anything, I wouldn't even go to that church for no entertainment because I don't want to even be involved in that because I know God ain't pleased with that. You know, and I know ain't nobody perfect and ain't nobody righteous, you know. You know, we, we all need God's grace and mercy. But for you to be outright disrespectful and carry the, the title as a pastor and you you ain't got no kind of self-control or restraint, like, that's just disgusting to me. Like, and you getting into it at this seafood restaurant waiting on them three pounds of crab legs and you, like, this, this don't make no darn sense to me. Uh-huh. And you... Uh-huh. And you in the headlines getting into it with this woman. So now you need to address these allegations. Do you got some boy, I ain't going to even say the word, but you got some, you know what, on the side because we starting to question you now. Because she ain't uh-huh. just going to come out and say that unless she got some tea on you. Uh-huh. So what do you right. think about the whole situation? I'm going to let you go after this because I know you got to go. Uh-huh. But I want to know what do you feel about this entire situation and just about the custom pastor in general? Well, my thing is this, okay? You know, if, you know, if she done leased out or rented this mansion and she's being evicted, she had to go through court for the entire thing, okay? You know, you know, when you don't take care of your business, there are consequences for that. So she was reaping the consequence for not taking care of her business. And the thing is, is that to lash out at the judge and say you're going to expose the judge, first of all, you just really in your feelings because you feel like you're this top-notch star out here you had, and you feel like, you know, you uh, got some pool here and some pool there, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to sit up and say that you want to expose judge, uh, like the judge's past and all that kind of stuff. You know, that that didn't do anything but just make you look more ignorant than what you really are. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that is coming up here, you know, and Lord, he, he this this man is just a confused, devilish man. And, you know, and so he comes up here, you know, and he wants to pick a fight with her. Honestly, you know, um, her being called out by, by him, Okay, fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that this man is demented. He is crazy, you know, and he always says whatever it is that he wants to say. He makes no sense with the things that he says. He just likes to get out here and just uh, talk and just blab about things that is just crazy, you know. And it's like, okay, you know, um, this, this man has a mental issue and I will believe that until the day that I die because mm-hmm. for him to be using the Lord's name in vain to have a church where they're twerking and the whole place smell like fish sticks I do <laughs> not you know I, I just don't you know I just don't with that. And, and, and the crazy part is is that he wants to try to do all of this in the name of the Lord mm-hmm. this man is going to be burning he is really going to be burning because he, he, you know he, yeah. He needs to stop it. He and he ain't he no better than these pastors it. out here that he want to speak against. You you doing the same thing? Absolutely, 
Absolutely. You know, he he really is. You know, and basically what he really needs to do is he just needs to keep his damn mouth shut and mind his own damn business. That's really, really what he needs to do. And he needs to get his business straight because it seems like he got an extra place in hell right now. So, you know, he just needs to just get his stuff straight because this man is really off the charts. But as far as K. Michelle acting like that, acting out in court like that and saying that you're going to expose a judge. Okay, first of all, the question is, who are you? Exactly. You ain't nobody. Ain't nobody checking for her music and she's been banned from Radio 1. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody checking for her because she's so tacky, she couldn't even uh, uh, mm-hmm. appear to the... That They stopped playing her music on Radio 1. They banned her. I don't know if they start playing it again because... They they spent all this money to fly her out to D.C. She didn't show up to, I think it was D.C. She didn't show up to the event that she was supposed to show up to and then had a little funky attitude. Then she get on uh, Love and Hip Hop. She answer gay stuff. She talks like she big and bad. And then, you know, she like I remember her, Rashida. Rashida was about to give her the business on Love and Hip Hop. But she, she, she talks shit and she pops off when she knows there's security around. Mm-hmm. And people been talking about her mm-hmm. stinking coochie for years. She got mad because she went on the Breakfast Club, and somebody said that uh, she got mad at Angela Rye because she didn't take up for her because somebody on the show, um, I forgot who it was, came on there talking about it was rumors that she got a stinking coochie. Everybody's saying that. And she going to get mad at Angela mm-hmm. Rye because she didn't take up for her. She didn't say nothing. First of all, that ain't her responsibility to take up for you. That's right. Y'all ain't bosom mm-hmm. buddies. She wasn't the one even talking about you, but you you want to displace your anger on her. That's why I said I ain't never had respect for her. I said she don't know what she want to do from one day to the next. She don't know if she want coochie. She don't know if she want dick. She don't know what she want. She mm-hmm. don't. She, this right. it's like a doing Long John Silver's mix and match box. You don't know what you're gonna reach in that box and get. You don't know if you're gonna get chicken. You don't know if you're gonna get shrimp. Or you don't know if you're gonna get hell. You don't know if you're gonna get pork. So the whole situation is messy, but I just wanted to end the show on a positive, yeah. on a, on a light note because this, this is a joke to me. I, I can't take them serious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know you can't because anything that comes out of their mouth is just foolish. You know, and this is just a um, you know means to just try to get some type of attention out there, and it's not happening. You know, so. You know, it, it it just seems like now she's at the point where she just needs to just start over, and then that is just needs to fall off the damn scene because he ain't about nothing either. So. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on with us today. Once again, y'all, this is Seneca Harris and C. Johnson. And we will be back with more shows. We're going to probably at least do two shows a month because I know we, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I'm on a different shift now at work. And we just got a lot going Mm -hmm. on. Plus, I'm going to be starting our new podcast in June with a group of friends called The T. So y'all definitely want to be tuned in today because we're going to be talking about a lot of issues going on in the LGBT community. We're going to be just gagging and roasting and having a good darn time. And we're going to still have the Urban Wire where we're going to talk about more serious topics like we talked about tonight. Um, we just want to hold people accountable and that's just what our network's about. So 
when I say this is going to be the Urban Wire Media Network, that's my vision, and that's going to be a network because we're going to have several shows. We're going to have video commentaries because I've been doing my video commentaries again, and we're just going to start putting other people out there. We're going to be supporting black businesses. So if you're a black business or you're a small business owner and you want to advertise with us, let us know. Um, you know, if you have something or a service that you can offer somebody, um, let us know and we can get um, an ad on our network. And that's pretty much it. So our YouTube channel, once again, is UCOFW. Look us up on Facebook under the Urban Wire Media Network. We have a group page and we have a regular uh, media page. So look us up on there. Our, we almost are at a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So I'm grateful about that. You know, it's not as much yeah. as some people that got a million subscribers, but you know, we're going to start doing more, uh, being more, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we're going to keep putting stuff up on a regular basis. That's what I'm saying. So we can get our following up. But until then, I want to thank you again, C. And um, I want to thank everybody. I've had a lot of people on my Facebook page checking the show out. Share this show. Tomorrow, I'm going to have the uh, show uploaded on our uh, podcast network. It's going to be edited. I just want to do a live recording tonight. Um, and I just want to get the audience engaged. I want to thank my cousin, Lexi. She's been in here. Uh, She's been in here big up at me. She's been, you know, commenting and stuff like that. So just spread the word about the network. Our show's back. So um, we're going to kind of get on a regular schedule. So um, until then, thank you, and we will catch you next.